Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, uh, I just met with Bev and we talked about it. And, you know, we don't, I don't micromanage who's in the game. I, I should have, uh, you know, uh, James was running really hard, but so was Carlos. Um, I still, I got to go find out if something was dinged up with uh, James on that situation. Um, and the quarterback sneak, he's not quite comfortable with it. Yep, we've been practicing that. Um, I know that might sound silly, but when you've never done it, um, it's something that uh, we need to continue to make that so you can make that call in that critical situation. Okay, so that's Urban Meyer after the game yesterday talking about the fourth down package and play. Mm -hmm. uh, Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Monday. I don't even think we said hi to anybody. What's up, everybody? How, How you doing? doing? Let me ask We're you this. In. Before we get into Our the blood pressure is high today. But before we get into the whole fourth down thing, how confident are you? I want your honest opinion here of Trevor Lawrence getting in victory formation <laughs> and taking a knee. <laughs> would he mess it up? Would he fumble? And would he cost us the game? Uh, this is a, this is a legitimate question. Brent. I don't know if you practice that lot. I mean, if, if, if you're not if you're not practicing quarterback sneaks, you're practicing victory formation. Are uh, you? Just a, saying. By the way, might have to. I might have a couple months more practice. I'm just sorry, I have to worry about that one. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I don't think we have to worry about it at all. I'm just, I'm just saying, if we're in London and the Jaguars got a, a five-point lead, 20 seconds left, run the clock out, Trevor Lawrence for a knee, and he, and he slips or he doesn't know what to do, like he puts his hands up, like, what do I do? And the ball goes flying, and, and, and that Dolphins defense gets it and takes it back for, a, you know, a six and then add the seven, I'll be irate. I'll just let you know. So how confident are you with, with the victory formation? I think if we can't do quarterback sneaks, can we do victory formations? I know you're a defensive guy, but seriously, the quarter, I don't want to oversimplify the quarterback sneak. And I do understand there is kind of like, there's stuff to that, right? I mean, it's like you usually want to go on a quick count. Some quarterbacks seriously are, it makes no sense to us on the outside. Yeah. But seriously, some quarterbacks are better at it than others. Tom Brady, like, the GOAT. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Brady is like the greatest sneak guy of all time. Such an athlete. Peyton Manning, I think, was brutal at it. Maybe. And there I are some guys that just, like, over their careers, if you look at it, won't do it mm -hmm. or are not comfortable doing it. Like, that's a real thing, which seems yeah. like an elementary play, mm -hmm. right? You either get pushed or you don't. Mm -hmm. But there, is, I just want to make that clear. There is something to it. But I would also say that I think, when did Trevor get drafted? Like, in April? Yeah. Like they were on the field in yeah. May and June. Yeah. Like it's October. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got a couple of times to rep that thing? I would say. That. I mean, like Matt Ryan, good quarterback sneaker, I remember <laughs> prepping for him. Big Ben can quarterback sneak. I don't know, man. I mean, I think size isn't the issue. Athleticism, not the issue. I don't think smarts are the issue. I don't. And by the way, you have a good off, pretty good offensive line. I think a great offense. I mean, in terms of that, I th I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident with Brandon Linder, Andrew Norwell. And I knew he wasn't. I was like, oh, they're going to sneak. They're going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I saw the guy. They gave the guy time to shift yep. into the A block. A, a gap, excuse there you go. me. There a you block. Go. I'm a, a TV guy. <laughs> a block. I don't have gaps. I got blocks. No, I'll take your word for it. You're good. You're good. A gap. Yep. And, and that was it. I was like, they're not doing it. Yeah. What are we going to do here? Yeah, I, it was just. Uh, the, I will say this about. Um, I, I got to be accurate. He was coming off the non-throwing shoulder surgery, so the spring probably wouldn't have made sense to practice that anyway. So then it yeah. really would have been in training camp that you could have done it. Sure, but again, that was two months 
We've had two months. And this is twice it's come up. So at least let's hope on Wednesday we can have cameras out there to watch. Maybe Trevor Lawrence practice the QB sneak. Yeah. You think C.J. Beathard can do it? I bet he's practiced I put it. him in. I mean, Maybe that's why Trey Lance goes in for Jimmy Garoppolo around the line. <laughs> the QB. Maybe that's why Jacoby <laughs> Brissett last year went in for, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to more reaction from this play. Here's Trevor Lawrence talking about uh, the fourth down play. No, I feel comfortable. Um, I mean, yeah, I, obviously I haven't really ran it before in, in a game, but no, I feel comfortable. It's something we've worked. So, you know, I, but we trust our guys up front. We trust our backs in that situation. Uh, obviously, we'd love to get in there, but if we make the play, you know, no, like it's like no one says anything, but it's a TFL, um, and that doesn't look great, obviously. So we all can get better, but no, QB sneak is always something that we can get to and I feel comfortable with. All right, that's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, let's get one more piece of sound here on this and talk. Uh, this is Urban Meyer today when asked about it again. That was our staff, the offense coaches, said that Trevor is comfortable doing anything. Yeah, the, the comment made to me was we have not done it live. No, Trevor's, you say, Trevor, go do this. Trevor's going to do it to the best of his ability. But that was, uh, that came up over the headsets, and he said just we have not done that live. See, it, listen, I... Again, I think the news conference yesterday was a little overdone at times in terms of the, hey, the disconnect. I, I get it. I mean, there's some, it didn't sound good. I, I, we were doing our postgame show, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a big. But I, I guess the question, do you believe, like, Urban saying the staff isn't confident in him doing it? Now, the saying of, let's, why haven't we practiced it? Or are you, then he kind of contradicted himself because, like, well, hasn't done a live rep of it, but we don't do live reps at practice. I mean, that's a, that's the different animal. That's where Urban's getting himself in some trouble with this. But I actually think at the, the face value of it, like, I'm not surprised Trevor said he's comfortable do it, doing it. And I'm not surprised maybe Urban did misspeak and say the staff isn't comfortable for him doing it right now and Trevor. feel like giving it to Hyde gives him a better chance because it can, it is a play that can get stuffed. If you don't do it right, it is. No, I mean, it, that's reality. Yes, it is. Yes, but what what are we talking about? Though, being Brent, I'm just trying to uh, paint okay. the other side. Somewhere. Okay, but then let's well, let's take a look at the big picture and the grand scheme of things. You're comfortable putting out a quarterback in Houston and letting him throw 51 times yeah. in a game, yeah. his first career game ever. You're comfortable with that, with him being a rookie, his first ever start, 51 attempts. But you aren't comfortable on a fourth and literally inches to do a quarterback sneak yeah so then where, where, where are the lines of comfort well I, I'll, I'll tell you guys this okay this this is me real time thinking i thought and we're going to get into bevel here because who there's a lot to dissect about this fourth down in the sequence from the five because it was a critical time uh but in the game remember third and two in the throw to marvin jones remember that 25 yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. i think, I think it, was it was his only catch wasn't it it was yeah and I, at the time, to myself, I don't think I tweeted this. I was just like, man, that's a risky play on third and two when you're running the foot. Like, there's a lot of plays to keep the chains moving. And at that time, like, the Jags defense isn't stopping anybody. Like, you've got to keep the chains moving here. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to. It, it just felt at the moment to me, like, keep the momentum going. Keep the defense off the field. And it threw a beautiful ball, and it worked. Mm -hmm. But I'm being honest with you because I don't want to be hypocritical that I was like, what the hell was that play call oh. on third and two? That seemed like a low-risk play, yeah. and it worked. But it's a low-risk play on third and two, isn't it? When you're running the ball very well, you have a quarterback that can run. You could spread everybody out. Like That's what I thought in real time.
And I was the same way when I think it was fourth down at the goal line, and, well, you, and you threw that fade. That's my next tight one. End. I was so like, fourth down, they go four wide with three tight ends and yeah. James Robinson. They actually had four tight ends in the game. Mm -hmm. And I understand the matchups that you get, and they got it. They yeah. got Hollister against, who was it, like Landry or something? Well, so they got the matchup. But that's great on, like, second down. You're the, we're so, we hate seeing the fades around you. The yeah. bottom line is... What I want you to focus on, folks, is that they trusted Trevor in those spots. Good call. Yet they wouldn't trust Trevor. It's a good call. To take a quarterback sneak four inches at six foot six, or just jump straight up in the air and reach the ball out, because he's probably got an eighty-four inch reach. It's a great. It's a great call. I didn't even. Think so they would that trust in. your quarterback in third and two to make a tough throw from twenty-five yards. They will trust your quarterback on fourth and inches, <laughs> which is the craziest call to ever. the end zone. Yeah, they got it worked. And it, and by the way, it also shows you the talent of this guy. Yes. Because he was beautiful with it. Both oh, couldn't, couldn't have been. And he better. was clutch. And I like that they're trusting him. But you're not going to trust the quarterback to run a QB sneak two times in ten days in critical spots. Or putting your best player on offense there in James Robinson. You're not going to trust him either. So that's the quarterback sneak part of it. Mm -hmm. Now we bring in the James Robinson part of it. Mm -hmm. And this, it is, I think people around here have, listen, I went from the Carlos Hyde not showing up on Jaguars All Access, and I, you guys all hate Carlos Hyde more than me. Yeah. Like, I don't even hate him. Like, I never did. But it was just a fun thing. It was. And now y'all don't like Carlos Hyde. Yes. And, it's not even Carlos Hyde's fault you no. don't like Carlos Hyde. It's Daryl Bevel's fault because he's in there too much and you love James Robinson. Carlos Hyde has been very – he's he's done he's well good. when his number has been called. <laughs> you can't take that away yes. from him, but Brent, he's not James Robinson. He's not. And James Robinson, like, you really should have a problem with the whole sequence down there, much like I have the problem with the third quarter. And, again, I want if you're just jumping in the show, I don't think this – some of this stuff gets talked about more than others. Mm-hmm. Jaguars, I think, got down 31-13 after the opening possession of the third quarter. Uh, Double-check me on that, but it's 24-13 at the half. Tennessee gets the ball. I think they went right down and scored, I think. Uh, and so it's 31-13. First possession of the second half, and this is what I'm complaining about with the box score. You know the box score says 12 carries, 110 yards for James Robinson. They come out, and they throw a ball to Jamal Agnew on the outside. They get seven yards. Cool. Mm -hmm. They, uh, I forget who they give it to. Maybe Hyde was in the game. I don't think he was. They, they ran for two yards somewhere, I believe, right after the second play. Mm -hmm. And then third and one on this opening possession of the second half, they get sacked for 13 yards. Mm -hmm. James Robinson didn't touch the ball. A guy that had had average 9.2. You are outsmarting yourself, Daryl Bevel, right there. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that I want you to notice that sequence because I think that one goes along with the goal line sequence where you're like, okay, you've – you don't have – you didn't give the ball to your running backs at all anyway. Carlos Hyde or James Robinson, even though you're running it at such a good clip, you ran it for 6.3 yards a clip on the game. And you have first and goal in the five. Remember, after the penalty, on third down they got a penalty. They go first and goal from the five. And they throw it to Chenault. I forget even second play. And then, obviously, on third down, a hell of an effort by Trevor to get in. Thought he got in. It's overturned. Fourth down, we know what happens. But the running backs outside of the last play didn't touch the ball. James Robinson's not even out there in that sequence to be a weapon mm -hmm. to make the Titans think about him. And then when you do put the running back, you give the running back the ball, you're giving it to Hyde instead of Robinson. I think Robinson probably gets blown up on that play too. So it was just a bad play. Mm -hmm. But 
the idea that he's not out there is is just mind-boggling and why you even went to the pass on the first three downs because keep in mind even though trevor ran it in it was a pass initially yeah. i'm pretty sure and so it's just it's so, like what are you doing and i want to tell you this because you guys didn't see this i guarantee nobody saw this unless you saw the show last night action sports shacks prime time stewart has a great angle he told me this. It was, it was really good stuff. He was shooting the game from a different view. And Urban Meyer, before that play, before the fourth down play, walks right down the sideline, and James Robinson is right next to him, mm -hmm. standing there. Like, he walks right by James Robinson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's there's got to be something that comes through your headset that goes off on the sideline, like it did for the however many thousand people are watching at home and everywhere else, like, where is number 25? Is he hurt? Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. I mean, I'm like, did I see? Did he, he wasn't. He was no, standing he wasn't. No, there. I know. I was wondering, like, oh, I hope he's, he's okay. Like, that's, that's where my mind went first. Yeah, the, the, to me, there's no rhyme or reason for it. You saw a team in the Tennessee Titans that, for the most part in the first half, got stuffed at the line of scrimmage with, with Derrick Henry. Or they keep on doing it. They kept going back yes, and back and back. And why did they do that? Because Derrick Henry is the best player on their team. Yeah, I was talking about A.J. Brown. Well, it comes out and they say A.J. Brown was not nowhere near 100%. He was on a pitch count, right? So he's in for about 65% of the snaps I read. Okay, that's fine. It was the Derrick Henry show. And as it should have been because it's Derrick Henry. It should be the James Robinson show because last time I checked, nobody else in that, on that team was a top 100 player. Now he's top he's 100. Nevertheless, though, so the fact that you don't utilize him in the second half after the day that he's been having, they, they, they show no signs of stopping it. Like, I, I get sometimes maybe you want to trick the defense. Like, All right, so it's one run play action right here. They think the run's coming, and let's really go for the throat. I can maybe see that. But what I can't see is that when you're having success after success after success with James Robinson, and Tennessee has shown zero signs of stopping it, you get in your mind to go, okay, that was fun. Let's go away from James Robinson now. I just, I don't know. I, 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 there's no rhyme or reason for it, and I don't understand it. Did Urban Meyer, like, get rid of the analytics department and we just don't know? See, I mean, because no. you, it's, he's at, if you, I, show, I shared a graph today on Twitter, and I don't even know how the hell to read it. But it definitely shows that if you run the football, you do well if you're the Jags. Like, yeah. the Cleveland Browns are right there with them. Like, they're the second best. Guess what else? Nick Chubb averages 5.8 yards a carry. Guess who else does? James Robinson averages the damn same. He's got 27 less carries than Nick Chubb, okay, this year through five games. Mm -hmm. That's basically a game. If I'm James Robinson, I'm pissed. You know why? Because we're losing football games. I can be helping win football games. Also, I should be named the Pro Bowl if you'd give me the damn ball. Yeah. Do you... Honestly, if we're being 100% serious here, when I see the Jaguars get in the red zone, the first thing, after these play calls, the first thing that goes through my mind is they're trying to give Trevor confidence. Like, they're trying to put the ball in his hands to score a touchdown. It's not like you're trying... Like, honestly, sometimes with this team, I don't think even scoring points is the main goal. Winning the game is the main goal. I think it's giving Trevor confidence because we saw that when, when you had three tight ends every split out wide. Yeah. Like, you yeah, took, you took James Robinson. More, right? Yeah. It, it's almost like they want to give Trevor more confidence, which is baffling to me because at the end of the day, you know you get confidence, you win ball games. Yeah. 
You, do you know I, how, you, how you get confidence? You go in victory formation. I get the sense. I, I understand what you're saying there. I just can't believe. I wouldn't buy it. I can't believe it. That well, doesn't. It just sounds no, like there's it's, no way that's it's happening. It's so asinine, and, yeah. and it's so crazy to think. But that's where my mind's going now. I'm yeah. like, okay, they, they want to give Trevor some more reps, I guess, and get him some touchdowns, more confidence. I guess. I don't know. Here's here's the bigger <laughs> thing, and and this is what people are on, and they have a right to be. Okay, let's. I'm, I wasn't trying to defend Bevel today. I would just tell you, I don't think he. I seriously don't think Bevel's doing as bad a job. I think he was awful in game one. 51 times. I think he was awful in game two. They didn't give it to James Robinson. I think since game three of the season, in reality, you can throw all the numbers you want at me. I think my eyes tell me, and I think some of the numbers support this. Game three, four, five, he has been in a better rhythm with the offense. He has been a better rhythm with his young quarterback. The quarterback is growing and playing better football. They're doing better things around him to make him more comfortable. They're running the football at a very good pace. Uh, not enough, but when they do, they run it well. And so these are good things that the offensive coordinator, I think, has grown from game two to three to four to five, mm. like in, in, in those situations. But what I can't defend is some of the red zone calling and some of the critical moment calling. I gave you two examples on the third and two to Marvin Jones, the uh, fourth and goal to touchdown. Those are ones that worked, and I still would be critical of those plays. Like, I just don't think those are high percentage plays in, in, in the NFL. I don't care what quarterback you have. Yeah. I think they're bustable plays pretty easy. And so the the main criticism I would have for Bevel is in these critical five moments, and people will go back to the Super Bowl, right? Like, why did he throw the ball? And people go back to other stops that he's made. It's not like Bevel has been really bad over the years. I know people want to just kind of paint it like that. Mm. He's been bad in some big moments, and right now he seems bad inside. I wouldn't even say the red zone, Austin. I think it's more like inside the five. Inside the 10, it's even, it's, it's more closed up than that. It's questionable play calling packages, personnel in those kind of moments. And the reason we can question is because, well, it hasn't worked. I mean, but, he has yeah. cost 14 points with his play calling, I would say. More, I know you said Trevor didn't do a great job on the option mm -hmm. against Cincinnati. But I still don't think it was a great call to go out of the shotgun. I would put the blame on the play caller, too. Because mm -hmm. I could argue that James Robinson still would have been stuffed on the option pitch. And so and, and I know I you don't. We been. differ there. Yeah, but yeah. I think, I, I think he's that good. He can make a guy miss. Again, this is a guy right now, and I'm one of the few in town that are actually defending Bevel of doing a pretty good job with growing this offense from week one to week five and for the quarterback. But I am being very critical in this area. In the big moments, he hasn't been good. He has cost them 21 points. Three different scores. Yes. Uh, Cincinnati, in my opinion, on fourth and inches. Yesterday on fourth and inches. And you go back to the flea flicker where they had a pick six, and you criticize the play call there, too. That's 21 points. The OC, in my opinion, has cost you in critical times. You might have won all three games if all those plays turn out differently. You might have. I understand that it looks a lot better from that Houston game. I think anybody would agree with that. Once you start implementing James Robinson more in the running game more, yeah, the, the product on the field looked a lot better. But at the same time, there is no mistake in knowing, okay, you scored 21 points in Houston. That was your highest scoring game, okay? And 21 points is nowhere near enough. No. Especially in the modern NFL, 19 points is not going to cut it, all right? And 13 points against Denver, that's not going to cut it. No. Okay, so... I understand. It, it does look better. It looks more balanced. I think Urban Meyer echoed today he wants to run 250 and pass at 250, you know, like just yeah. to be that's that balanced. That's college, Urban. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's even being serious. I think he's more just like that's how balanced he wants I to understand. be. I he mean, said that before. Yeah. But at the end of the they day. They are more balanced. No, for sure. 
But as an offensive coordinator, more than how does your quarterback look, more than how balanced are you, more than how many yards a game do you average, as an offensive coordinator, it comes down to how many points do you put on the board. And you put up 19, 21, 19, 13, and 21. That does not get the job done. I, I, I don't care what it looks like on the field. I point to the scoreboard and say, you aren't going to win games like that. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm so used to trying to dive in on the Jags and look for some things. No, I, I like working, and I've seen yeah. hideous offenses around here. This is not that. Like, his offense is not what you played with with Blaine Gabbert. What we saw last eight games of last year with mm -hmm. these quarterbacks that, that they couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that. That I guess... And, yes, is that relative? Is that where the barometer is? Well, sorry, folks. Been here since 2008. Yes, that is where the damn barometer is. Like, I want to know if this quarterback and this offense and everything can get better as it goes. And they are getting – there are signs that it can be there. But I can't argue with what the scoreboard says. The only thing I would say with the scoreboard is they are leaving so many points out in the kicking game that that has hurt some of those marks. I mean, some of the points. I mean, you're talking five points yesterday in the kicking game. Yeah. And I think all you then you're like then you can, seriously can be like okay it's thirty one twenty four you're an inch away I mean you're an inch or four inches away from tying it up well, that's a thirty one point output that's a big different than nineteen right mm -hmm. uh, if if they had scoring drives Lambo missed the kicks a couple weeks ago at home against uh, was that Denver I think it was Denver yeah like so they had the scoring drives and then the offense went neutral so I, I just want to make it clear I'm not defending the entirety of it there are plenty of reasons for Bevel to be criticized. Uh, but I think this is headed in a good direction if he could just nail some of these plays that are really hurting him, like taking points off the board. And to me, that's significant because, uh, to your point, if you add those three plays and you take the pick six away from the, the Arizona game, mm -hmm. if you put the 21 nothing up on the board against Cincy, mm -hmm. and if you put 31-26 even mm -hmm. yesterday, I might be able to argue that they could have won all three of those games. I don't know if they would have. They're the Jags, and they lost 20 in a row. Yeah. But I could definitely get to a point where that might be three wins. And that is, to your point, and everybody else is in town, too much if you're the offensive coordinator, if you're costing them that. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, once again, I don't want to beat on, you know, the, the yardage and everything. Like, but, like, on defense, as a defensive coordinator, the biggest thing you're defined by is how many points you give up a game, right? How, how many scores do you give up? That's the, that was the biggest thing that was always preached on me in locker rooms. I don't care what team I was on. Yeah, we may give up some, some, some long plays, right? But we bend, we don't break. Because the last thing you want to do is give up a touchdown and you want home to the field goal. So, like, you take precedent in saying this team is not going to score a lot of points on us. Like, it's yeah. simple as that. And on offense, as an offensive coordinator, you're defined by how many points you put up. Now, and I get it. Josh Lambeau could have helped you out, yeah. right? Uh, the, the ball bounces this way, that way. It could have helped you out. And I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, like, that to me is the biggest stat of anything. It's, yeah, it's, what the score, it's what the scoreboard says, and it's what you're defined by. And right now, this team just isn't putting up the points. And they're not stopping anybody. They're not stopping you know? anybody and, either. And like to you, Which, I love what you just said there because defensively, like, you know when the, Shaq almost had the pick, right? I was like, okay, well, they missed a golden opportunity. Uh, and then the, I thought there was a BS uh, P.I. call on mm -hmm. Clay Brooks. Mm -hmm. Totally phantom P.I. They would have been off the field, and it kept the drive alive. Well, now I say, okay, it's up to you, defense, to force a field goal. Mm -hmm. Well, they couldn't. Mm -hmm. They went right down and scored. Like, that, to me, is the problem with the defense. Because your defense is the way you talked about. You might not have been even statistically, like, 
hey, we're, we're pulling well, to we 180 were, points, uh, 80 yards a game. Yeah. But you're giving up field goals, right? Yeah. Or, or, by the way, you might get more than one turnover in eight games, too. I mean, that's a major I think we had more than that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, eight games if you count the preseason. Let me ask you this real quick. Is James Robinson a top seven running back in the league? I say yes. Top seven. Yeah, I think more. I think people. Let's let's take a break. Let's come back. We'll talk a little bit about James. Um, and by the way, if uh, don't go anywhere, but James will be with us tonight. Jags Report Live, sneakers in Jack's Beach, seven o'clock. It's on Fox Thirty. You can come out to the show as well. James Robinson will join us tonight. We talk more about James Robinson because I think, by the way, he's earned that number one. Uh, and how do they get him the football more? Because that's a problem. And now that's at least three games this year. We asked that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do we have to ask? How many times? I mean, maybe they should just listen to a show or watch Twitter. Maybe that'd be better. Maybe that'll wake them up down there. Let's do it. Just just live stream us in the locker room. Or at least in the coach's room. Now you're talking. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Quite often in that situation, um, I saw Carlos, and I trust Carlos. Carlos is running hard as well, and I didn't make the change. It was We were discussing the play and uh, did not make the change at the running back position. In that moment, I didn't, when I saw Carlos there, I didn't, I didn't ask why James not in there because we were discussing the play. I saw Carlos, and I trust Carlos, and obviously Belville trust Carlos. You trust Carlos, Brent? Not to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get in there, Casey, you know? Had to set him up, a little Stockton to Malone every once in a while. <laughs> Keep the, I really have nothing to show good Carl. This is just kind no, of I a know. fun little It's just a fun little quick game that we, that we back play. and forth. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. And, and I will say, like we said earlier, man, Carlos Hyde has done a good job. Sure. I understand why they brought Carlos Hyde in here. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. people, this is a long season. It's a long season for the running back. 93% of the load last year, I think we all said, hey, that's a little much. Now, the guy did fantastic. Yes. But that's a lot. Now, Derrick Henry says, hold my beer, but, <laughs> right? Hold, hold my ice bag. Well, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll ask, you, I'll ask you this simple question. I said this on TV last night, mm-hmm. and I didn't really think about it even though I said it, but I would love for you to think about it. Derrick Henry went 29 carries for 130 yards, and he had three touchdowns. Another nice performance. It yeah. felt it, it, it felt like bigger numbers than the performance felt, if you ask me. I agree with that. Right? I mean, he didn't control the game, in my opinion. He, no, usually, was, he can. He oh, has a yeah. tendency to do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, to be, to be fair, I, I don't see when Derrick Henry makes a top 100. There's not a lot of Derrick Henry plays against Jacksonville, at least. Not from for, game one. For, for game one. Yeah. So <laughs> there's, good. hey. That's a win. That, put, no put it on the board. Murray. Put on the, no, no Kyler Murray, top 100. Nope. Nope. No Derrick Henry. No Derrick Henry. Now, and you Tyler guys Boyd, said we haven't lost no. won a game in 20 <laughs> games or whatever it is. Now, Tyler Boyd <laughs> might be, if, I mean, if he makes top 100, which he yeah, probably what's won't. what's the chances? Oh, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Jamar Chase keeps doing his thing. Don't have to worry about Tyler Boyd. All right, so 29 carries, 130 yards, and obviously three touchdowns, but mm-hmm. 18 carries, 149 yards, and a touchdown for James Robinson. So I asked this question, do the Jags win the game if the carries are flipped? Or okay. don't even take away the carries of Derek. If James Robinson has 29 carries, do the Jags win the game? And by the way, how many yards does he end up with? <sighs> Man. 
And if he stays on the clip he was on, you have to say they win, yeah, right? And by the way, it's probably unlikely he stays on that clip through 29 carries. I mean, he did it for 18. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that's a little bit, even if you bring it down and he ends up averaging seven. But then you got to right? keep in mind, if he does that, then what does it look like in terms of a play-action pass where, like, you, you have to stack the box to try to stop this guy? Um, I think they have a, an astronomical chance to win the game. Yes, I, I think it's night and day. Yeah, I mean, I do too. And the defense is on the field less that way, all these things. You only have so many plays, I understand that. And the passing game, when they used it, was effective too. Yeah. So, again, that's why I wrestle with these things. Like, you can't just all of a sudden, hey, let's add 11 plays to James Robinson's stats. Like, that means Trevor didn't pass as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just did feel like one of those games where if they wanted to, your quarterback could have had about 15 pass attempts. Yeah. Now, the, did the game dictate that a little bit at 31-13 in the second half? Uh, you know, the last possession, you're going to throw it, you're not going to run it. I mean, maybe. It, it might be some. It might be a fair defense. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't feel like 18's enough. And the bigger thing, and as we've kind of blown up about already here today on the show, 12 carries in the first half, I was like, dang, 12 carries, he's on pace. Yep. He is on pace. And this team's on pace. And then to win six a game. carries yeah. in the second half. And that was it. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. I think if I'm James Robinson, I'm mad. I'm not getting the ball more. I, I, I think yeah. he took the high road in the postgame. I think he will take the high road, but I'm mad. And if, here's, if I'm in James Robinson's camp, I'm mad. Because this is a guy that sh- should be a Pro Bowler last year. Mm-hmm. The team lost 15 games in a row, and therefore he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He is one of the best backs in the NFL right now in terms of production. He's not getting the ball enough, which means you're not going to get the accolades because you're already losing. And then on top of that, I'm an undrafted free agent. And, well, guess what? That means I wasn't guaranteed a lot of money when I came into this thing. Yeah. I'm putting up, I am outperforming my contract by about as much as anybody in the NFL is outperforming their contract. Agreed? Agreed. So what you're doing, if James Robinson continues to have this good year, like, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm signing him to a deal after this season. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't give me the damn ball, you're losing me money. That's So, so I'd be mad if I'm James Robinson. Yeah, and it kind of echoes the conversation that, you know, Casey and us had um, during the break here. But if I'm James Robinson, and let's be honest here, I get, like, in terms of, of guys that you want to keep going forward, it may not be a laundry list right now of players on this team, but James Robinson is not a guy that you want to lose. Okay, James Robinson is a guy that you want to have in this building for years and years to come. Well, let's look at the history of James Robinson real quick, and let's ask where James Robinson is in terms of frustration with this ball team. Okay, so James Robinson comes in his rookie year. They get rid of Leonard Fournette right away, and they go, hey, James Robinson, you're starting. Have fun with that. Nobody knows who you are, but you're going to get the rock, and hopefully you can do things. And guess what? He did. And to echo your point, yes, should have been a pro bowler. Josh Jacobs beat him out. Why? Because it's a popularity contest. James Robinson should have been a pro bowler last year. You also mentioned the fact that he's an undrafted free agent. So guess what? You're not making a lot of money in terms of, you know, your overall paycheck. You're you're looking at guys like Caleb on chase on, and by the time when he was here, C.J. Henderson, what what they're making a game, and when you're making a game, that's frustrating, okay? Because this offense is essentially going through you right now when you're on the field. But let's go back to last season when this team was – tanking, and all of a sudden James Robinson came up with an injury and set out the last two games. Now, in the grand scheme of things, was that a big deal for the team? No. You all celebrated it. James Robinson's not playing. Yes, we got a better chance to win a game. Meanwhile, James Robinson just missed 
you know, essentially two games of his player incentive bonus. Oh, and by the way, might have broke a record if he would have played in those games in terms of how much he's going to make for a rookie incentive bonus. It goes off how many reps you get on offense or defense, and you combine that with where he was drafted. He wasn't drafted. He was an undrafted free agent. So you just essentially took thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off the table because your team's trying to tank. But James Robinson said, all right, yeah, I'll keep my mouth shut. Let's go on to this season. So now let's fast forward. I'm James Robinson. You bring in Carlos Hyde, okay, I mean, I, I guess. Like, I think I'm better. We'll see what happens. You draft Travis Etienne, a running back who you say is going to play wide receiver, but at the end of the day is going to eat into my reps. I know that. And to make matters worse, on the first depth chart, you go James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. You went Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew. James Robinson right now is top five in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, in rushing yards. He averages the same amount per average, like you said, Brent, per carry as Nick Chubb. And that's good for, oh, by the way, number one in the NFL. If I'm James Robinson, yeah, I'm a little upset. I'm a little disappointed because I feel like I'm not being appreciated. I, I felt like when you asked me to sit out those games because I was quote-unquote injured and you wanted to tank, I'd be upset about that. I would be upset about Travis Etienne. I would be upset about James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. I'd be upset about all of that. Now, I'm not sure if he is or not. Maybe he's a great kid. Maybe he can let it roll, you know, down his shoulder. It's fine. I would be upset, though. But that's just me. Casey subscribes to the conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't here when ETN was drafted. But when it happened, I said that is a horrible move. And it, it, it you just, it, it didn't smell good for James Robinson in that situation. And then you do what you do with Carlos Hyde. If I'm James Robinson today or tomorrow, I go knock on the door of Trambalki. And I'd say, you guys are super good at trading people for sixth rounders. <laughs> so send me to Chicago where they need a running back, where I'm from. We'll take a sixth rounder. I don't care. And get me the heck out of here. Because he's a top seven back in the league. And if I was him, and I, contrary to popular belief, I am a Jags fan. So I don't want this to happen. But I'm more of a James Robinson fan at this point. So if I'm him, I'd say, get me out of here. Pull a Jalen Ramsey. Do what you got to do. Because you're better than this. And that's just what it is. Uh, please don't do that, James. I'll talk to him about that tonight. Yeah, please Jags do, report live <laughs> on Fox do 30. Do. Sneakers, I mean, if you can give him some Maybe kind of gift card. I mean, the guy's yeah. an undrafted free agent, so he ain't making Maybe a lot. Maybe some extra dessert tonight. And now we're talking uh, about sneakers. Oh, I'm the house. Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's it. You know, I don't think we're there yet, Casey. And, and it's not like he's not getting the football. Some of the, again, Urban did himself no favors today with saying, oh, yeah, I didn't even realize he only touched it six times. It's By not the a way, good look. I'm mad about that. Yeah. If I'm James Robinson, I'd be pissed about that, that my coach didn't even know. Yeah. Like, okay, hey, James, I have to tell him this tonight. James, next time you run for 110 yards at the half and you touch it 12 times, just go grab the stat sheet from the PR person and yeah. show it to your coach. Oh, hey, hey, forget that. Hey, hey, Jaguars game day experience team. When he goes over 100 yards, stop the game, have some kind of presentation, and <laughs> yes. be like, this is James Robinson's whatever, 100-yard game. Hey, coaches. So everybody knows hey, it. coaches. So everybody knows it. Yes. Like, that's what we have to do. Hey, PR people, let's go. Game day experience. Yes. Do your part. Yeah. We all got to do our everybody part. Everybody play a role for James. We all got to do our part, man. Because I'm telling you, like, and I know we're joking about this, Brent, but, like, we sat here and watched Jalen Ramsey, and now I, I get it. The, 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 the divaness of him and the personality of him, I get it. It's a lot to take in. But that all started because he felt disrespected in the defense. He wasn't doing enough, and he got bored. 
And then it snowballed from there. He gets in a fight with the coach on the sidelines. He feels more disrespected, and he's gone. James Robinson right now is the best player on your team. And to me, it's not even close. I agree. And it's not I even close. I thought he was the best player on the field. I understand Derrick Henry's the best player yeah. in the NFL running back-wise. I get it. But yeah. yesterday, James Robinson was the best player on the football field, in yeah. my opinion. And when, when your head coach goes, I didn't even notice, that's just, to me, that's a sign of disrespect. Yeah. It, it really is. And the last thing I want to see is another is your best player on your team once again get disrespected, especially a guy like James Robinson who is not a diva by any means, has given you no reason not to like the dude. Disrespect him. The, the only th I'm trying to think, like, why some of this stuff. Like, you, you brought up a good point. I mean, is disrespect even to put either or on the, on the depth chart, right? Absolutely. And I think some, again, I'm trying to, it sounds defensive. I'm fine. I'm trying to defend why they would do something like that. Was it because they were still battling it out with Minshew and Lawrence and stuff? And so, like, well, everybody's got to fight for their position type thing. Like, stupid coach stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But they, they, there, there have been these signs of disrespect. I think the one thing they might not love about James Robinson, and that's got it stuck in their head, is the fact that he doesn't have the breakaway stuff. Like on the 58-yard run that he couldn't finish it off. True. Okay? And Urban, when he came in here, what did he say? We need speed. speed, speed we need speed. game breakers. Well, you know what, Herbs? I'll take a 58-yard run every now and again, and especially when the guy's going to punch it in two plays later. You know, I don't need the 70-yarder if the guy eventually gets there. No. Get it out of your head, Jag staff, if that's in your head, that this guy doesn't have breakaway speed, so that's an issue. He does everything else. And he's your best player. And you don't have your breakaway speed guy in Travis Etienne right now. And you also don't have anybody with breakaway speed that plays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. just let this guy go get 12 yards a clip and we'll be okay. Uh, I, I'm, all, I'm trying to get to maybe that's I mean, still stuck in their head. Like, again, I don't think they are playing favorites with Hyde. I don't think they don't like James Robinson. But, but, honest, but I do though. think that might be a criticism that they had in their off-season evaluations of him. But Hyde is here because he knows Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is. I mean, I'm not saying it's but a favorite I think thing. Urban, but. I think also Hyde is here because we could have made the case the Jags needed another back anyway. Even last year, they didn't have, they had nobody in their backfield other than James. Yeah. And so if you didn't have Hyde, you'd have well, nobody in your backfield other than James. You didn't want to do that two years in a row. I mean, if we're being honest, mm -hmm. we knew they had to have somebody else. And the best rushing football team in the league has Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. This is true. So, I... Just... But they're not the best... Little different. Little different. Kareem Hunt and Carlos Hyde. Well, I, well, you're not going to always have that, but you can try to duplicate some of the things that they do. No, I feel, but you... Well, Carlos Hyde, by the way, has had success in the NFL. I'm not calling Kareem Hunt, but, but the, to you, mimic what they do if you want to run the football. No, but you, but also Kareem Hunt is the third down. Like, the, 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 Kareem Hunt might be like a slot receiver sometimes. What, what he yeah, they'll do. line up. You know, but he's always more like, like what ETN would have done. Correct. Yes. You wonder how much Hyde would be playing if ETN was around. No That's idea. what worries me, though. I, at the end of the day, I just, hey, take care of James Robinson, please. And, yeah, exactly. And, and just make him happy. It's Trevor Lawrence and, and James learned, Robinson, okay? If you learn anything about this debate, this conversation, it's not even a debate because we all agree, just take care of James Robinson. If you learn anything, watch Fox 30 tonight. Jags Report is. Live. James Robinson will join me from Sneakers, and you can be there, too. We'll see you at 7. We'll be back on ESPN 690.
Oh, he played great. Yeah, he had uh, one one miss, uh, one mental error, but he, uh, I think, a sack second half. Uh, a great play on Henry. He's been uh, a product of hard work, great attitude. We need him to play like that. All right, real quick, we'll do one minute of baseball. That's our Myra. We'll talk more football coming up. Uh, Braves just won. You all right? No, I've been better. Uh, Casey and Ty are even worse. Oh, yeah. Go and tell me how bad the Red Sox are again, Brent. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how bad they are. They have 44 hits in three games. Now, we knew their offense was good. Their defense, now what they do, instead of making bad plays, they just kick it over the fence. (laughs) I mean, that's a brilliant strategy. That was such... Listen, I'm a Red Sox guy. Here it is. But I put put myself... What if that was the Yankees and the Red Sox? Mm -hmm. I thought that was a horse crap call. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't – That there's no way he doesn't score there. And, yeah, you can tell me the rules. And if it just bounced over, it's one thing. But the way it happened, ricocheted like that, you've got to be able to use your judgment and say he was going to score. I feel for you a little bit there, Casey. I'm not going to talk about the play because the Rays are screwed. It's over. Uh, the Red Sox are stupid for not pitching Chris Sale tonight. They're going to pitch what Eduardo Rodriguez, who – that you can put him away with Sale. You should do that. I'm talking directly to Sale's your – terrible. Yeah, but so is Eduardo Rodriguez. Anyway, I'm talking directly to your son now, Brent. Ty, this is what this is. I know you might be new to being a Rays fan, but this is what this is. It's just pain and suffering, (laughs) and then they're going to move to Montreal, and that'll be your opportunity to get off. Because I don't know how long you've been on on the team. But that's your chance to get off and go to the Braves or anybody else, yeah. and I advise that you take it or else you're in for, like, 80 more years of pain and suffering. Dang, Casey. Very good. That was a good message. Yeah. That was a tough day for Rays fans. By the way, I disagree with you guys. I think if the Rays find a way to win, which is tough because the bats are hot right now for the Sox, yeah. well, then they'll win game five. Can I mean, um, they're better. The better team will win game five. Yes. They'll have momentum, but they got to find a way to win tonight. So I, I'm not, I don't think this is over. Uh, but the Red Sox bats are now becoming scary for the Rays. Um, if we're being honest here, <clears throat> and yeah, obviously the Brewers, it, it's pain too. And how do we get here? Such a great regular season. Your pitching was the best in Major League Baseball. And your pitching's so good. But what happened to your bats? I get all that. But I'm going to say one thing. If anything comes out of this series, set aside pain, it's the fact that Jock Peterson, I have never despised a player more in Major League Baseball history than Jock Peterson. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, very good. Football at five. Do you, do you know what his story? Wearing the, wearing the pearl necklace? No, I didn't okay. see that. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, look it up. Um, I didn't even know the Brewers played. He's great. Yeah, well, they played at 1 o'clock. What a, uh, thanks a lot, TBS. Appreciate you. <laughs> we got to go. We'll all be right. back. Football at 5. More baseball if you want, but definitely more Jags and other football when we come back on ESPN 690.